Welcome to the Weekly Exchange, an Explominate podcast where we talk about Forex, strategy, and tactics games news, patches, devlogs, and much more. So stay tuned. Yes, welcome to the Weekly Exchange. It is Rob, and today I am joined by my good friend Drexy. Welcome, Drexy. Hey, how's it going? Um, what podcast is it? Oh, yeah, no, it's the Weekly Exchange. I don't know if you've heard of it. Welcome, I guess. Oh, did we change the name? Yeah, we changed the name. We used. <laughs> uh, <laughs> little backstory. Hey, on that. it's good to be back together. Yeah, well, we used to talk on a podcast called the Forex Gaming Podcast, which I've referenced before, but we we kind of, we, what do we do, like 12 episodes of that? Yeah, something like that. And in fact, I have found most of them, so I might pull them up on SoundCloud. That's yeah, that'd be cool, actually. If you wouldn't mind, maybe I could put those up on Explominate. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, good idea, actually. Yeah, well, what we did with the Forex Gaming podcast, it was like the subreddits of Forex Gaming, and we we there was a bunch of us. There was like, I mean, hell, there was like seven or eight of us at some time, some point. And yeah, there was a bit too many, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But we were, you know, we we would get together every couple of weeks or every week or so, and well, actually, it got it got a lot a lot less frequent than that. But we would discuss a lot of like the Forex Gaming topics, you know, and then some of our favorite games and stuff like that. It was a lot of fun. We had fun. Yeah, I think in the majority of the time, each week it was like based on a certain mechanic of Forex games and we discussed that. So it wasn't like Wex or anything like that. It was quite different. Yeah, which I think would make a really good sort of, I mean, if they're nowhere else, really, if you can't find them anywhere else, you might as well find them exploring So yeah, no, that'd be cool to post them up. So look forward to that. Hopefully with Drexy's permission, I'll have to steal them from him. Yeah, no problem. Well, we've got news. Um, yeah, so if you don't understand, if you haven't realized it, Drexy is here in place of Nate because Nate's still having some issues. He is in the process of repairing and, uh, you know, just like overhauling his entire house early. So he is unable to record for the foreseeable future. So what I'd like to do, I'm going to try to get Drexy on here a few times. And I'd like to see if anybody else would also like to be interested in, in jumping on hell we could even do you know like a threesome so if you guys are interested <laughs> yeah getting a little naughty but if you guys are interested you know join the discord if you haven't already and let me know in the discord that you guys want to be a part of the podcast so like drexy he reached out to me he's like man of course i do we used to talk all the time and i'm like yeah it's messed up that i didn't reach out to you i'm sorry and then he called me names and stuff and so i i had to get him on here but we you know, like like this with with Drexy, we can get on and and have some community participation and talk about forex gaming stuff. So, with that being said, let's talk about Imperium Greek Wars. I believe that's Imperiums Greek Wars. I don't know. Is that the name of it? Yeah, I think you uh, got it correct. Well, it's a game from the developers of Aggressors Ancient Rome, 
which is a game that I actually had somebody from the Forex gaming community do a review for us for because nobody here at Explominate had played it well enough or long enough to have any real opinion of it. But he liked it a lot, and he says there's a lot of cool things about it, but I personally wasn't too into it. I had a hard time getting into it. With that being said, there is an update about the Archimenid Empire. I Achaemenid? I'm screwing this up. Some history buff out there is going to tell me that I'm dumb. But the Achaemenid Empire, um, and it discusses how they're going to play in the game. It doesn't really talk too much about like any sort of asymmetric values or anything like that, which makes me a sad Forex gaming fan. But with that being said, they really haven't given much information at all through any of these like developer diaries. So what I did is I reached out to them. I've sent them a bunch of questions regarding this game, uh, wanting to know more about how it could be different from aggressors, maybe what they've learned from aggressors and how they're going to apply that to Imperium's Greek Wars and maybe hopefully some sort of gameplay because I still don't know if this is just basically like a reskinning of aggressors in like the Greek times. I, I don't know, man. What's your feel on this? Um, at least it's not Rome for a change. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same as you. I mean, I looked at the Steam page and, well, not not much information on there. Can't really tell anything about the game, really. Um, I never played Aggressors, so I presume it's probably in the same vein. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's... Uh, can't wait for the uh, Q&A, really, because at the moment, just got no clue. Yeah, so that should be out someday soon. This will probably go up the day after we record it, so it's going to be a quick turnaround. But next week, the week of like the 25th, 6th, something like that, uh, sometime at that point, we'll have it all out. So expect it that time, and we'll uh, hopefully get more information about this game that I frankly have no idea about at all. So... A game I do know something about is Astro Exodus, which now I can, I'm can i free to talk about because the embargo has lifted, and I will be doing a review of very soon. It has its final dev diary called AI Focuses and Agendas. We talked a little bit about it. Well, I talked a little bit about it by myself, but it's just talking about how the AI is going to work, and <laughs> which is kind of funny because there is a video that's going around of somebody who's gone basically like a... a critical look of Astro Exodus and the person maybe you remember this the person that did this because I think you posted about it didn't you uh, I can't remember to be honest but I know when I played it I had um, quite a few issues with the patch that came out I mean I only recently got into the beta um, I had to go and edit some text file to get the actual resolution correct and I had a few other bugs I did have a little play around with it today, but not much to say much about it. Yeah, well, there's this video that I'm talking about. I've referenced in last week's news roundup, and the guy that was playing it was pretty critical of the AI. AI so it was kind of, you know, almost ironic to see a dev diary focusing on the AI and how it's going to work. But I will say that that is a weakness. I am a little bit disappointed to see that the, the AI hasn't really been boosted at all or really given any sort of love in the time that I've been playing it. But the the release date's the 30th, so I imagine they have some time to at least maybe tweak some values or whatnot. But with that being said, I will have a, a release day review ready for you guys. 
And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to talk about it because I think it's a game that some people are going to like, and I do believe that some people are going to be a bit disappointed. So yeah, <laughs> I don't want to tell too much. I mean, I, that that's basically my review right there is right. I mean, I, I don't even need to write it anymore is that some people are going to like it. If you like old school Forex games, you're going to like it. If you don't, and you don't like all the like weird UI trapping, like the, the old trappings of Forex games, like the UI issues and the, like the old feel of those like nineties Forex games, you're probably not going to be a huge fan. Cause whereas like interstellar space Genesis tries to modernize some of those elements, Astro Exodus tries to embrace it as much as it can. And I just, I don't know for me, I'm, I'm ready for something new. Yeah, they kind of took the star in, is it Star in Shadows? Sort of. Uh, yeah, Stars in Shadow. Yeah. Yeah, that sort of very old school look and feel to the game. Yeah, and it just doesn't, it's not as pretty. I really like Ariok's cartoon drawings. So, and, and I don't feel like it's doing anything unique whatsoever, really. Whereas at least Stars in Shadow was doing some unique colony management stuff and, you know, minimizing some of that, uh, like, micromanagement crap that I think Forex games really fall into. So. Eh, whatever. Tell me about Alliance of the Sacred Sons and its next, its newest update there, Drexie. Well, the, the latest update, um, they've actually he's actually started to move the military system into the game, which hasn't been in the game since the beginning. So it's it is actually shaping up, and they also well, it's recently had the new AI, and the AI is actually starting to look really good. That was one of the weak points of the game early on. Was the uh, sorry not the AR the UI? <laughs> Get that right. <laughs> yeah, well, the it's, it bled over a little bit. Yeah, AI UI. There's so many acronyms, but yeah, yeah, and for sure the UI is making looking way better now. For sure. Yeah, um, I mean it's not a game I've played a time. I actually bought it a long time ago, but and I've I've been following it, and um, he did actually release a new updated player guide which I'm going to be going through this week. So, yeah, it's, look, it's, it's shaping up. He's definitely doing a lot of work. He releases an update at least once every week or two, three at the most. So, yeah, it's really good to see it shaping up. I'm still not 100% sure I understand the game fully, but it's looking interesting. And it's very different from anything else that's out there, 4X-wise. Yeah, I've done videos with him where he's on... Like he's on YouTube with me and I still don't know that I understand the game very well. I like the very basic foundation. I feel like I understand, but with the, like, I, I also understand what the, the end goal is, but I don't know how to really get there. So uh, there's going to be more of those videos. I plan on doing more of those videos with Steve. Um, he's a really good dude. He's a lot of fun to talk to. So we'll, especially as we get closer to release, I don't know. I think he has a 2020 release date. So and I'm pretty sure that's part of his milestone, or not milestone, but his roadmap was that he was releasing late 2020. But with that, he says that we'll probably do more of those videos soon. So I imagine that once the military stuff gets really, you know, it's fully functional, we'll jump back in and he'll show me how to play the military aspect of the game. And yeah, like you, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I think it looks very different and I like different I think the main thing is because it's so much in his head and it's his thing, I think he needs a lot of feedback from players to actually get into a state where, you know, it's not too abstract for a new player to get into because at the moment it is quite abstract for anyone to get into. 
Yeah, for sure. I I know that I have. I've, well, I don't know that. I should. I shouldn't say that. I'm pretty sure he plans an early access period. So that would be an opportunity for him to get some feedback from people as to whether or not there is too much abstraction, too much. You know, it, 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 the problem is, is that when a game gets too different, people will shy away from it. Like I can think of Star Ruler Two being a really big one where it was it was a damn good game, but it was so different and no one played it because of that. So I hope that doesn't fall. I hope that Alliance of the Sacred Sons doesn't fall into that. And I don't think it will. It looks good. It, it, I just think he needs to make sure he doesn't fall into that trap. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of different games, Galar Collider, which is a free to play multiplayer only right now card game 4x i don't know how many more like uh keywords i can throw in there but it's a yeah it's a 4x card game and it's free to play and it's multiplayer only there you go and it finally came into early access it's free to play so you can just download it right now it's a game that i plan to check out but the problem is i'm not a multiplayer guy so i'm not really excited about the idea of only being able to play multiplayer may well actually i'll very likely wait until it has a single player aspect to it. So, but if that's something you're into and you think that sounds pretty interesting, you can go check it out. I know that it's something we've talked about quite a bit on the weekly exchange and on the site and through the community. And I know that for a long time there, they were kind of hinting at release dates and they never really came, but it's finally out in the early access. So if you want to check it out, go to this the link below and let us know. I'm, I'm interested in hearing it about it. I mean, I might even just try it to see if I can get a feel for how the game is. But yeah, like I said, the multiplayer thing does not do it for me. I'm not excited by that, but I will wait. I'm, I'll, I've got so much on my plate that I'll happily wait for a single player if I have to. So does that look like a game to you? Like the game that you'd be interested in at all? Yeah, it was a strange one. It sort of popped out of nowhere, really. Um, <laughs> it was quite a surprise when it popped up because I think I did um, wishlist it or whatever it and I got an email from Steam, said a thing, and I opened it, and he said, multiplayer only. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, not that I'm averse to multiplayer games, but, yeah, it's just getting harder and harder finding the time to play multiplayer game. Yeah, and I don't imagine that it has a huge community just yet, so um, I'd be surprised to hear, I'd actually be interested to hear whether or not it's easy to get into a game, so... Yeah, we'll find out. Oh well, yeah, we've yeah we've had a few of these uh, multiplayer forex games pop up recently, and that's the problem when you're doing a niche genre of game, and then you make it multiplayer only. You're, I'm not sure what your chance of success is really. Yeah, that's like a niche on top of a niche. So it's like, yeah, let's put our our forex into an MMO and see how many people like it. <laughs> you're just uh, you're really you know, narrowing your audience there, which, you know, whatever. I, I do want to hear more about Galak Lighter, so if you guys have been playing it, please let us know. I'm I'm interested. But Drexy, tell me about Stellaris. There's been some dev diaries and some updates on it. Uh yeah, there's been a short it was only a short QA, general questions people have been having about um how the found the uh, federations work in the upcoming DLC. Um yeah, it's been quite a thing. And they've also given a little timeline on the different Q&A. So we've had the Federation rework, and next week we're going to be getting the Galactic Community Q&A. 
followed by diplomacy, origins, and mega shipyards and juggernauts, which don't have a date to last free. Yeah, I imagine that Federations is coming in the next month or so. I well, know. I think they just announced the Hearts of Iron release date. I don't have it on hand. I think that's in a February sometime. Yeah, I think so it's February 25th, I, would, I, think. I think. Right, right. so I'm figuring it's going to be March, April until we see the Stellaris one. Yeah, that's a very good point. I, I, I would think March then, because I don't know. I mean, like, clearly they had a late 2019 release date in mind, and then... You know, people complained enough that they very clearly postponed it. And we were hoping to, you know, maybe work on some of the performance issues and AI issues in addition to making sure Federations was squared away. So, you know, I can't imagine that they'd spend too much more time on it. So I'm thinking March. What are, what are your feelings on Stellaris? Uh, I have a love and hate relationship with Stellaris. Uh, it's probably one of the Forexes I've actually put the most time into. Um there are some things it does really well and some things that just annoy the hell out of me. Um, micromanagement, they changed the planet system and it was gone from a click fest to now, oh, this planet's overpopulated, go move all these pops around, pops. I feel they just need to stop with the DLCs and just give the good the game like a, a not once over, maybe a twice over, a three times over. The diplomacy system hasn't changed since the start, and it's not the greatest diplomacy system. Um, sectors have always been a mess and still are a mess. And there's just so much stuff they've put in, and they've never really gone back and fixed it. And now we've got another DLC coming, which I'm sure will introduce a whole other bunch of problems into the game. But that said, you know, I've played the game a lot. I've played it a lot multiplayer, actually. I have a friend who doesn't like Forex games, but he likes Stellaris for some reason because he just likes to sit in his little corner and build tall and just build money, <laughs> <laughs> which is unlike me. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that the diplomacy changes with Federations fixes the issues I have or at least addresses some of the issues I have with diplomacy. And we've talked about them in previous weekly exchange uh, episodes. So I, I'm hopeful when it comes to that. I am with you. I... I have a love-hate. I love to hate it, and I hate to love it. So when I do start to like it, I feel like I'm like, all right, great. But then I see these things, like what you mentioned, some of these issues that I've, I just, I can't get my, I can't get past. And, you know, the other thing that really gets me, and this isn't an issue with me with other games that Paradox does, like Europa Universalis or, you know, even Hearts of Iron 4, the the pacing, something about the pacing of Stellaris, it just feels like it takes forever to do anything in that game. And even when you're like, you know, max speed, I just feel like, you know, it, it's part, it's part almost simulation in a way where I'm just watching shit happen. And then it's also part clicker game where I'm just like, all right, click, click, click. I know how to do this. Click, click. And some of that just gets to me. I, I, I'm not like some of these people out here who can role play as well as, you know, I, I just, I don't feel that role playing element that people do. And people talk about pretty, pretty passionately. So, eh. I want to love it. I really do because everybody does, and it's probably the most successful forex game outside of Civilization. But it's just uh, it's just not doing for me yet. I'm hoping I'm hoping Federations will bring me back in. Well, talking of Stellaris, um, Stellaris Galaxy Command is back apparently. 
the uh, mobile version of Stellaris. <laughs> what do you think about that? Well, as I mentioned when it first was announced, it's a, I mean like it's a complete ripoff of. I mean, it's clearly a just a repasting, a whatever, a, a you know, a, a repaint of reskin of the mobile game that that developer care like Bear Studios or whatever the hell they're called. I forgot. You know that they they just basically took that game and made it Solaris. I don't care. I don't like. I, I just I'm I'm not ever gonna play it. So whatever. But I mean, I'm glad they have they addressed the uh, the trademark issues. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it was just weird to see somebody. I I just don't understand how Paradox would have announced a game like that and not noticed. The like the blatant, like you know, I mean, tra- trademark issues there with the Halo stuff and all this. I just don't, I don't know how they could have done that, but I guess they just assumed that the studio was doing what they were supposed to be doing. Right, it feels like they just passed it off and didn't even look at it, didn't check in or anything. So yeah, you 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 deal with this, uh, which is good in some ways because at least it's not taking time from their other products, but. Yeah, when something like that happens, it's a bit... Someone should have at least given it a final look before it got released. Yeah, and... Especially when it's one of your biggest IPs. That for sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, outside of Europa Universalis, I don't know that anything beats Dolores. At this point, it is, it's huge for them. So I will probably download it one day just to see what it's all about, but I doubt it'll be a game I ever really put time into. So, but... There is a game that I have been putting time into recently called Frostpunk, and that's because it got an expansion called The Last Autumn, which is an expansion, like a prequel expansion that, I mean, as it as its name entails or name kind of gives away, is The Last Autumn before the, the Great Freeze. And supposedly it's like hard mode for Frostpunk, which is crazy because Frostpunk is a bit hard <laughs> already. And you'd think that the... The time before the winter would actually be a bit easier, but I haven't played too much of the last autumn, but from what I've read, it's, it's like, you know, uh, a new difficulty level, a new difficulty level that, that surpasses even just the regular difficulty levels. So I'm not sure why I'm not, I, I don't know exactly what it is about the gameplay mechanics that makes it more difficult, but, uh, I will find out and I will tell you guys as soon as I can. So I do like the game. The game, the base game was a lot of fun and it it was, you know, it was very atmospheric. It made me feel like I should be cold as I'm playing it. So I'm excited to play the the last autumn and report on it. So expect that at some point, hopefully, once I have time. All right. Well, from a game I don't know nothing about to another game I'm not sure I know much about, but what is Age of Space? Oh, you cut off. (laughs) Right as you were about to say Age of Space, you cut off. What is Age of Space? That's a great question. I only know you asked that because I knew that was the question being asked. It looks to be like a real-time strategy game that may have some 4X elements. I don't know. It's it's not even it's not out yet and it doesn't even have a release date. It has some screenshots and a description and I can read that description for you. It says evolve from being a nobody to being the center of power. Age of Space combines real-time resource management with tactical combat. Work as a mercenary for clients in our solar system as you gradually get dragged into a liberation war between the Martians and the UEA. Who will you side with? 
So that kind of makes me feel like it's sort of like the expanse, right? So it's like all within one solar system. Yeah, it's which, got that sort of vibe to it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and if they're talking about like resource management and stuff like that, I imagine there may be more to it than maybe like a homeworld game where you just, you know, it's more about like fleet management. Uh, I don't know. It looks cool. I mean, it looks pretty. So check out the link below and take a look at it and maybe put it on your wish list and just kind of keep an eye on it, see if it turns out to be anything any good. But I like the idea of it being all in one solar system. I think there was a, there was another, there was a 4X game that I tried mean, to do that. Yeah, I, what I was going to say is this actually uh, reminds me a little bit of uh, Sins of Solo because that was, uh, okay, I know a lot. I know especially you don't like to think of as 4X, but it had 4X elements to it and was real-time strategy space game. So I actually got a bit of a vibe of Sins of the Solar Empire from this. So I'm actually excited about this. Yeah, I actually would agree with you on that. I think that it does have some Sins of a Solar Empire elements to it. At least it looks like it could. But, you know, I've, speaking of that game, you know, I don't really consider it 4X, but there's a mod called like the X, 4X Extended Mod or something like that where it changes a lot of the gameplay elements and adds a lot of depth to like colony management and stuff like that, which starts to feel a lot more. I mean, as the name implies, it starts to feel a lot more like a 4X game. And I was playing around with it quite a bit. And I believe it's going to be one of the mods that I, I highlight through the modify playlist new um, feature we're playing with. And uh, yeah, I mean, I know that there's a debate that goes on between a lot of, well, my, <laughs> I'll argue till I'm blue in the face, but it's not necessarily 4X. It's like 4X light. But with that mod, it certainly feels much more 4X. And oh. th 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 almost every time it comes up on like a 4X sub subreddit, it's like, oh, it's a real-time strategy game. And others are like, no, it's freaking 4X. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I could be convinced either way. Well, I definitely link that mod because um, I'm interested in it. I've never tried that mod. Sounds very interesting. Yeah, it's it, it, it changes a lot. It definitely adds depth to colony management, which I think... Like I said, that's that's where it starts to make it feel a lot more like a 4X game because you're, as you get to these planets and stuff like that, you're doing more to develop them and and make them their you know their their own. And I I played it quite a bit a few months ago and I was like, damn, this is really cool. And I've kind of forgotten about it because there's been so much going on. But it'll be it'll certainly be a mod that we we highlight. So look forward to that. And then so let's talk about paradox <laughs> paradox one more time. They oh, are, here we go. Yeah, I have a feeling this is going to be quite the the debate or at least heated topic. But according to Kotaku, which I think they are pretty, you know, they're a pretty big site. They know stuff. The, the team behind Europa Universalis, Stellaris, and all the games that we just talked about are somehow quietly testing a strategy game subscription. And I don't really know. I mean, like, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to read about it. And I've been reading about it. And it sounds like they're toying with the idea of doing it. Is that what your, your feel is? Okay, what I got from it is, and what I heard from it is, you subscribe, and I think you get the DLC for all their games as part of the subscription. That I might be wrong with that. But, yeah, basically what it is, is they're trying to resolve the problem with, if you just buy EU4 or you get uh, Crusader Kings 2, which is now free, and most, I, I, I imagine most people like myself 
to learn these games, you watch someone play on YouTube, right? Problem right. comes is if you've got the base game, you watch someone on YouTube who plays these games all the time, they've got all the DLC. So what they're telling you doesn't match up to what you've got on your screen. And to learn the game from their let's play, you're going to have to spend, especially if there's not a sell, hundreds and hundreds of dollars, pounds, whatever, on that DLC for the game. So, yeah, this, I guess, is their idea. I mean, they've admitted it's not going to happen. They just, they say they're testing the Yeah, it, I just read more about it, and they came out and said that we are testing a subscription model for EU4. So the idea would be, yeah, you just pay a subscription, you get all the DLC that already exists for it, and then you would get whatever comes, for, like, whatever comes out from now on until whenever they decide to move on um, seven years worth of DLC, which is insane to me. But they haven't really figured out what the cost is going to be. I'd imagine regardless, like if you were going to be someone who got into the Europe Universalis for a little bit, I can only imagine like maybe if it's $15, $10 a month that you would save money. Absolutely, 100%. So yeah, I'm interested to see what they do because like you, I... You know, I've I've been into I like with right now, Europe Universalis Four is a game that I used to play a bunch of, but right if I wanted to play it now and I would jump on YouTube right now to see how it's being played or to remind myself what it, how it's being played or how to play it, I I'm missing like ten DLC at this point. And I, I I know a lot of them have changed the game pretty significantly. I I don't know. It's weird. Um I'm not sure how they're gonna work it because like yeah, they do a good job of releasing DLC and expansions pretty frequently, but if I'm paying $10 a month and they go seven, eight months without DLC, then I, right. I, yeah, I start to feel yeah. like I'm being robbed of it. So. But I've, I, I've actually thought quite a bit of this. I've actually been thinking about this one. Okay, yeah, if they're either it's a, like Crusader Kings 3 that's coming out and there's only one DLC, is this service worth it? No. Um, if you're going to keep subscribing, to it is it worth it probably not but i don't i well i know i and quite a few other people who play either eu4 or ck2 they'll have like a mad maybe play for a couple of weeks or a month or even two months then they'll stop playing for a while new dlc comes out they'll play or a couple dlcs come out they'll play again so what i envision could be good with this is if you're one of those types of players that you sort of play for a while you put it to the side wait for two three dlcs and patches to come along and you think oh i fancy playing that again instead of buying the dlcs for 30 quid because there's been three dlcs come out whatever you pay five ten quid or whatever it will be for the subscription and just play again for that month okay that makes sense to me that makes sense right. to me a lot yeah okay I could get behind that because if it were something that I could just turn on and off when I wanted to play and each time I was paying that five ten dollars and I got all the things that were, you know, now available, that to me sounds like A, I'm not, I'd be I'd be surprised to hear I mean it, it may actually draw in new players because I do feel a bit put, you know, like put off by the fact that, that in order to get back into that game I have to buy well at least I, I would feel compelled to buy two or three DLC to, you know, catch up. And right, if I were... right, because Paradox's smart way of doing DLC with all their games is, guess what? With this DLC, we'll release 
a bunch of the features from this DLC for free in the latest patch. But to get that, you know, last 20, 30% of the game, you're going to have to buy a DLC to experience it fully. Yeah, I, I, I will be the first to admit that Paradox's DLC plan is very intelligent. I'm not necessarily a fan of it as a consumer because it feels, I feel, like I said, I feel compelled to buy games that I really shouldn't. <laughs> so I, I, but I, I do believe that a subscription model like this could work for both Paradox and the consumer, depending on the price. It really depends on the price. Yeah, so. but they could do it like, okay, you only want to play EU4. You pay only $5 for the all of EU4 stuff a month or if you're playing a couple of our games you pay 10 or 15 dollars a month you get a dlc for all our games that you're playing that's the way they could do it maybe you know five dollars a month to play the latest couple dlcs for a month or two then yeah sounds reasonable to me i'd agree i'll be interested to see it It says like so the dev diary clearly that they linked to eventually uh paradox came out and addressed this through their forums and said, yeah, okay, we're testing this. We're not exactly sure what we're doing with it yet. We're not exactly sure how we're going to implement it, but we wanted to see if it was possible with the existing like mainframe or foundation of what they have, you know, set up right now. So they aren't sure what they're doing with it yet either. So we'll, we'll be watching it and seeing how that, that pans out. Yeah, definitely be interested. I know there's probably going to be a lot of backlash, but, as I've mentioned, it it does make sense in certain cases. Yeah, it it really will depend on price point and how that all works out. So I could get behind it, and I'm not someone who'd normally get behind something like that. But it it'll it, I can see based on the forum response, there are half people are like, yeah, okay, this makes sense, this could be cool, and the other half are like, f you, paradox, what are you doing? So that's the that's the reaction I expected. <laughs> Definitely. <Yeah. laughs> Typical, uh, you know, internet. Speaking of typical internet, let's take a quick ad break and we will come right back. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome back. Well, hey, have you been playing any Forex games recently? Anything? Uh, Yeah, I've played uh, a couple recently. The first one I went back to recently is... uh, uh, Fallen Enchantress, which man, I love that game. So I know you you're a pretty good fan of it as well. I'm really bad at the game, but it's, I I don't know what it is about that game. I always go back to it, which is uh, yeah, even more than Sorcerer King. I like it more than Sorcerer King. I've decided. I wish that, and I know this would be such a, a huge manpower issue but i just wish that they could go back and apply the graphical style of sorcerer king to fallen enchantress because i i like the clean it just looks cleaner to me and it looks more a bit bit more timeless i should say because of the cartoon like the hand-drawn look to it but beyond that i think 
Legendary Heroes is one of my. I mean, I hell, I just posted my personal top four 4X games of the past decade, and Fallen Enchantress is very firmly in there. I spent uh, 300 and something hours in that game. I love it. And I love that there's like so many different things you can do, so many different ways you can, you know, build out your heroes, and so many different ways you can. I mean, there's a lot of asymmetry that that I mean, not a lot. I wish there was more, but there is asymmetry to the factions that I appreciate, and there's mods galore for the game, and especially and there's one in particular that actually does some graphical overhauls. If you're interested in that, so yeah, I'll take a look. The thing I like about it is, uh, yeah, like you said, the pacing of it is really good. There's so much different stuff. Do you know the really? It's a small thing, but I love it. Is you know if you're moving a unit across the map, and if you've not got any urgent stuff to take care of, it will just roll the turn for you, so you don't have to click that turn button. I love that. It's like what more forex games don't have that. Yeah, I I sometimes will turn that off. I do like it. It's like an auto intern or whatever. I do like that a lot because I I hate sometimes having to like you know okay I've moved my character now let's go hit the intern button. But sometimes I'll be like, you know, I need to do something and I'll move my characters and then I'll be like, oh crap, you know, the turn's already gone and I forgot to go back to my my town and like change whatever production or whatever. That's irregular. It's not that often. So I I usually leave the auto turn on. But yeah, that's a great feature that I wish more games did. Yeah, early on in the game, it's like perfect. It's fixed the pacing issues. And why I say fixed the perfect pacing issues is because the other game I've been playing which I'm going to have to look up because I get this name wrong all the <laughs> <laughs> Interstellar Space Genesis. <sighs> Math. Yeah, it is a mouthful. Yeah, I've been giving, I've, I've jumped back into that again. Um, I haven't played it since release, and they've done a couple updates, including, was it this week? Uh, eighth, oh, no, it was the 8th of January. Um where they they did another patch where they said they helped the early game pacing and this patch was supposed to help the early game pacing. And it, the early game pacing is just still pretty slow, man. <laughs> I think I'm like 100 turns into the game and I've colonized one other planet and hardly got to, uh, you know, explore much of the galaxy and stuff like that so yeah it's still an issue really oliver's a big fan of that game and i don't share his enthusiasm but i understand that he looks at games from a mechanical standpoint in a way that i don't i don't i I think the pacing is easily one of the biggest issues and it was something that i complained about in my short little snippet in his review I don't like that it takes like 400 turns to build everything. <laughs> it's just ridiculous that like, you know, you get your, even your initial home planet, right? It takes like, you know, 40 turns to build a, a colony ship. And you're like, why? How am I a spacefaring civilization if it takes me that long to make a colony ship? And I just, that, that really puts me off. It makes it difficult for me to get into the game. And yeah, I mean, like like you said, you know, your hunter turns into it, and you've only got two colonies. Like, what's fun about that? I I hope that they can continue to look at that and address that, especially with the upcoming graphical update. I think that's going to bring a lot of new people in, and 
I'm hoping that they can fix the pacing issues before they, they bring a lot of new people in. Well, you do get a free colony ship at the start of the game now, so that helps a little bit. But, of course, you've got to build outpost ships for the asteroid belts. And i tell you, one of the other problems with it is the... Um, I don't like the way the Tetris stacked because every tier of the tech tree pretty much is full. If you get what I mean, normally a lot of Forex games is just the tech tree choices start small and gradually grow. So you always feel you have to get all of, all these techs in the, a lot of techs into tier one before you move into tier three. Whilst if they merged a lot of those, it would speed the game game up because it's basically a master Orion sort of system where your ships can't travel a certain distance from your empire, basically. So, and to get to move on to those texts take quite a bit. So, if you're researching other a lot of earlier texts, it's take you time to get those later texts that increase your travel and whatnot. So, I think they need to sort of condense a lot of the texts down together, sort of thing. Yeah, I'd agree. I also think that some randomization. I know there's a randomizing tech tree option but it doesn't feel like it randomizes it all that much and i don't like when i when i think back to what the game is you know clearly trying to emulate which is like the old school massive ryan games i don't like seeing my tech options like that i'd rather have like the randomized tech tech options like massive ryan one and two did um and I, i yeah there's something about the tech tree that just really turns me off as well so i do I firmly believe that that game could be good. And I mean like really good. It just, there's some strong, like I've got some strong issues with it and maybe one day I'll just, I'll, I'll put them all on paper and articulate them. But the, the, at least they're updating it. At least they're working on it hard. I, I can't imagine that it sold super well because again, Forex is pretty niche and they also have, you know, a very indie look that I think doesn't work to their, to their advantage, but we'll see. I'm looking forward to the graphical overhaul because I do feel like it's going to bring in new people. And I do think that'll probably maybe lead way to whatever expansion is that they have planned. So I'm, I'm hopeful that whatever they do with it will make the game better, at least for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a graphics whore. So although Astra Exodus, kind of blinded me a bit (laughs) (laughs) it's very very put me off i wish they would just mellow out the uh the starfield background a bit on that game anyway but yeah in the stellar graphics doesn't bother me it's mostly the pacing issues really for me for sure no i i'm with you on that I, i can get past graphics all day every day well no that's not true i'm i'm lying i i am a bit of a graphics snob but I do think that the graphics of Interstellar Space Genesis aren't bad enough that they turn me off. I just think that a lot of the pacing issues have been there from the very beginning, from as long as I can remember, and they continue to persist. So I'll have to join in with you uh, just to kind of see where where things have maybe evolved, and and you know I'll have to see if I can share your opinion or not. But have you played anything else, buddy? Um, no, that's been it. What about you? Have you had a chance? You were away, wasn't you? Yeah, I was. I, I've been, I had two, I don't ever take vacations. So 
I took two in a matter of like 10 days, which is just, you know, of course, that's the way I'd roll. But with that, it, it left me with very little time to play anything. I fired up a game that I'm not sure I'm allowed to talk about just yet. Um, I did fire up Humankind as well from Amplitude Studios, which is scheduled to be released this year. I'm excited that that'll eventually come out this year and we can talk about it. And I have fired up Astra Exodus. Astra Exodus. I can't even say it. Astra Exodus? Lordy. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's, there's, it's too pastel I It blinds me a bit. I don't mind bright galaxies. In fact, I, I really like that about Endless Space too. that each of the galaxies have different colors and, you know, that you can, you know, it just, it adds some pop to the, to the strategic map, but Astro Exodus blinds me in a way that I don't really like, but I'm putting my time in to write a full review of it. And, you know, I, I, I'm trying to look past the, the blinding backdrop of that galaxy. With that being said, that's all I've really played. Unfortunately, I, played a non-forex game i picked up that new um ea star wars game the single player star wars game and oh, that's that. pretty good yeah i'm really excited about that actually because i love star wars and i love a good story and i hear it's got a good like star wars story and a good single player experience so i'm excited to play that but other than that that's it i'm hoping i can play more now that i'm back i <laughs> i won't take another vacation for another eight years so it'll be it'll be time to play games and actually i have this whole weekend off so i'm I'm gonna be playing some games right after we're done with this i don't understand americans in vacation i mean i went into work the other day and i was told to go home because apparently i wasn't supposed to be there because i had the day off i didn't know about <laughs> i would love to go into work and be told to go home yeah no we're, we're dumb we work ourselves until we're just you know driven into the dirt and we don't care about vacation and we don't care about fair wages <laughs> we're just nah, capitalism at its finest it's awful but yeah I, i'm yeah. with you i i i don't take vacations often because i don't i don't accrue vacation time that often so and and the time that i do i need it for little things here and there so the the chances of me going to i went to disney world and i went on a cruise to the bermuda or i'm sorry to the bahamas and like I said, I haven't done that in seven years. So, I mean, basically, if you work full time in the UK, the minimum time off you're going to get is twenty days, yeah, <laughs> not 20. including bank holidays. Oh my god! Yeah, that sounds amazing. I, I think my like leave accrual rate is seven hours per pay period, or six hours per pay period. So. Jesus. Yeah, it's really insignificant. I, there's, I'm always basically at, at zeros because <laughs> I have three kids, right? So there's there's always those days where you're like, oh, crap, I need to take the day off because one of them's sick or whatnot. And uh, it's it's not good here. And it'll probably just get worse. So <laughs> I want to move to – like, it's funny to me. I always give the, the French their Amplitude Studios a hard time because they're never working. They're always off. <laughs> yeah, they, it was like uh, yeah um, in the dev diary for Stellaris. They said, "Oh yeah, we're back from our holidays." It was like even for me, it was like oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> yeah, five weeks later, 
Yeah, and and Amplitude does the same thing. They'll be like, "Yeah, we have bank holidays here," and I'm like, "What? You bank holidays? You guys just had bank holidays like four days ago. What do you like? You guys never work." And they're like really against overtime. So I know that like once they hit their eight hours or whatever it is, they're out. They're done. And a lot of I think it may even be like a rule or law now that French can only work like 36 hours a a week. You know, so it's just like. I, I, I personally, I, I like that idea. I would love to work 36 hours a week and be done, but it just, it's a surprise that they get anything done. Well, don't worry. I, I will be here soon and we'll have plenty of free time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They'll be doing, I don't know if they'll be doing my job, but, and I don't want them to do my job because I feel like they would just, they would, no one wants a cop. Like a robot. No, it's Yeah, I like. I I just feel like that would be. I feel like my job is pretty secure for a while, um, but yeah. Anyways, uh, that's all we have for this week. I do want to take a moment to thank everyone that continues to support us, continues to listen to this podcast, even when I spoke to myself for fifteen minutes last week, and. <laughs> Hopefully, you guys will enjoy bringing on some new people like Drexy. Thanks for joining me, Drexy. Yeah, no problem. Hope my uh, voice wasn't too annoying. <laughs> I love your accent. It's I, you know, I feel like everybody but Americans have cool accents. Maybe that's just because I'm American, but I love yeah, hearing probably. <laughs> I love hearing British. I love hearing Australian. I love I love hearing South African, and and I just feel like English is boring as all hell, but. I'm sorry, American is... Bad as <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, my bad. The English. Screw the English. I mean, uh, uh, Drexy, you're cool. But no, I, I do appreciate you joining me tonight, and hopefully we can get you on again if, if you're around, and maybe we can also encourage others to join us. And Yeah, just yeah. hop on the uh, Discord and you know, give a shout out, at least have a little chat. The Discord is... By the way, the Discord has been excellent. Um I know I had a few issues with it, with it, and competing with another Discord, but uh, it's fine. It's been really good. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of discussion as to whether or not we should merge Forex Gaming, the Discord for the Reddit subreddit for Forex Gaming, into Explorate or vice versa. And the decision was made mostly by me to keep it separate because I feel like Explorate is a private brand. Whereas Forex Gaming subreddit is like a a public community. So I, I would like to have merged them in some way that made sense. But I, I also, I just feel weird about giving up control. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. It would have been cool to have everybody together because it's weird to me that the, I mean, it's not weird to me because I, I understand why, but the Forex Gaming subreddit Discord channel is like twice the size of Explominates. And I I, do I think that's because it is, you know, it's it's a much more public forum and many more people will follow and go to Reddit than they'll ever go to Explominate. So, I mean, it's been around a lot longer as well. So, That's also true, yeah. So, but we have like one or two people join Explominates Discord and the same amount, in, in like a week. And in the same time period, there'll be like 15 people that join the Forex Gaming subreddit discord so um yeah no i i 
it's been fun. Discord's fun. I really, there's like a core group of people that jump on there a lot and I, I enjoy talking to them. So thanks to all you guys and thanks to the Patreon supporters. Thanks to everybody who does everything that supports Explominate. You guys rock. It keeps me going. And, uh, and yeah, I'd like to thank Nate for uh, having a flood and allowing me to steal his <laughs> job <laughs> already. I hope he gets his uh, computer and everything else sorted out. So. Oh, I feel so yeah. bad. He lo- he lost three computers in there. Right, he was saying, I was like, oh, Jesus, what would I do that? Oh, yeah. God, I couldn't imagine. Thankfully, he's got good home insurance, but it's just, it sounds like a complete, just huge headache for me. I, I I can't even imagine what he's going through. So yeah, we 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 uh want to send our best thoughts out to Nate. So hope you're doing well, Nate. Thanks for thanks for not being here so Drexy can be here. <laughs> and again, please reach out if you guys want to be on the show. We'd love to have everybody, anybody who join and talk to us about Forex games and discuss some of the news. But hold on, wait. Is... Sorry, oh. I, I keep stopping the podcast. Stopping. I would like to give a shout out to Troy, the old host. He's actually released the book and he's got it up on Audible now. So you can check that out as well. Old host of Explorminate. And he actually reads the audio book as well. So so if anyone's uh, interested, uh, yeah, check that out as well. Yeah, it's like young adult fiction. Um, I want to say The Hunter and the Rose and then... Oh, I don't know. I don't remember the name of the new one. But yeah, if you look up Troy M. Kostasik, which was the name he uses on all of the Explominate stuff, you can find his audible books and his his actual written books. And yeah, I think he did a pretty good job. He he says that there was like a, a it's a lot of man hours for him to have recorded himself reading his own book. But yeah, it's cool. It's definitely super awesome that he's gotten that. It's something I know he's worked hard, really hard for. So great uh, that's a good good shout out go check out troy's book damn it <laughs> right okay we can go there. all right well thanks again drexy this week it was drexy and rob for explominates and we will talk to you guys next week bye see ya <laughs> <laughs>